You're listening to From the Director's Chair Podcast with J.J. Duke and Fairfield Athletic Director Paul Schlickman on the Stag Sports Network. Hey, Stags fans. Welcome to this bit of a special edition here from the Director's Chair. My name is J.J. Duke, and this is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. Usually we're somewhere around the campus on Fairfield University, but today it's a little bit of a different one. It's going to be a from home edition as uh, currently as we're experiencing the situation of COVID-19, changing things up, but that doesn't mean that we won't, won't bring you any content. So we're going to bring it to you today. I'm joined here by the director of athletics, Paul Schlickman. And Paul, you're from home. How's things going for you right now? What are you up to these days? JJ, how are you? We're doing all right. You know, I think uh, just as you are and all of us are, we're acclimating to uh, different circumstances that are changing by the day and trying to get used to our, our quote-unquote home offices. And uh, we're all becoming pseudo zoom experts so it's it's been good i think we've been uh, been doing the best we can and and working through it and definitely just finding ways to stay connected even though we're supposed to be socially distancing of course but finding ways to still stay in touch with everybody i'm curious what are you binging these days everybody's binging the show right now what do you want i probably watch way too much news um i haven't really gotten into the netflix deal um so probably way too much news and a little bit of, uh, you know, throwback NCAA tournament games to kind of get my fix on that missing, missing what uh, I think we're all missing with March Madness not happening. I think we're all just missing in sports right now, but soon, very soon, we'll be back to where we were. So like I said, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently here today, but we are going to cover some of the things that happened in athletics leading up to the stoppage. But before we get to that, uh, Paul, right now, how everyone's operating with COVID-19, working from home, how are things going at Fairfield University Athletics, and what are some of the things that have been going about over these last few weeks? Sure. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I think, I think um, the initial shock wave, you know, for all of us, be it administrators, coaches, student athletes in particular, um, a little bit of a gut punch in terms of having a spring season taken away. And um, we, I think we all took a step back to try and process that and figure out, you know, what that, what that path forward looked like. I think, you know, the needs of our kids and our student athletes and what's best for them and um, having them all transition into most of the, for the most part, um, you know, uh, at least amongst the Mac and, and, across the board division one, most people are transitioning to online learning. So what that looked like for them and, and then kind of work around the athletics piece to that. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to do the best we can to, to engage our student athletes and have them stay communicating with them, you know, um, give them some things to think about in terms of their fitness, in terms of focusing on their studies, in terms of, um, those kinds of, of, of things just to, uh, just to uh, keep focused on, on the task at hand. And, you know, we're never ex- expecting these things to happen, right? There's no contingency plan to know how we're going to go about our business. But you know, in real time, how quickly was it able for you all, whether it is the front office, whether it is coaches, whether it is the student athletes, to turn it around to basically be where we are right now in either training socially distant or meeting with coaches or like you were talking about academics, how quickly did it turn around? Because it seemed like from the outset, Fairfield University did really well. 
I think you're right. I think there's there's really two two parallel tracks that that ultimately converge. So I'll, I'll talk about the university part of it first. So I'm incredibly impressed with and proud of of our efforts in, in light of all these circumstances that have presented themselves relative to the spread of, of COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Um, our response has been exceptional in terms of preparedness, in terms of evaluating, you know, the circumstances in terms of how we prepare our campus and handle our kids, be it students abroad, be it students living on campus, you know, the communication aspect, transitioning to online learning, um, an incredible response by our senior leadership team and and all the, and our faculty and, and everybody that goes along with it, I think just, just superb um, on all accounts. Um, the parallel track is, you know, within the collegiate athletics world, um, it was kind of an abrupt halt. I think there was some advantage on the academics side or, you know, the, the bigger picture to, I think there's a lot of campus task force being formed and, and evaluating how to respond and do all those things. Ours was more abrupt. You know, a lot of us were at our, in the middle of our conference basketball tournaments. And then all of a sudden, you know, things in a 36 hour period, they went from competing to competing without fans to um, having a basketball tournament halted to having spring sports halted. So, and that, so that was like lightning. And, but even given the abruptness of that, I thought um, I was really impressed with, uh, you know, our, our coaches adapting and switching gears and, uh, and our staff and certainly our student athletes, um, given the, the, you know, the big blow it is to them emotionally and otherwise to have that happen um, for how they adjusted. You know, we got everybody home safely from where they, everybody was out and about. Um, and then we adapted quickly to, to how we try and engage with them in, uh, from a distance and uh, how to do it effectively, how to take care of their needs academically, emotionally, what have you. And uh, so I think we've, we've, we've um, displayed the ability to be nimble in that environment, which I think is a good sign for a, a campus with a modern outlook and a modern infrastructure. And so I'm really proud of, of how we responded as a university. I think we're still evolving in terms of how we, re, we uh, engage and respond athletically just because there's still some unknowns about what the, the summer space will look like, what the fall space will look like, but um, so far so good. And I think our athletes are seem to be doing well and, and we just want to keep them engaged and keep them, you know, moving towards what's next. Absolutely. And we're going to discuss some of those things that uh, the athletic side are doing to kind of keep everybody's moods up. And uh, yeah, there's actually a lot of good content coming in. But you talked about the basketball tournament quickly. And I think it is appropriate that we should start our recap of what has happened up until the point uh, where our women's basketball team, an impressive victory, uh, knocking off Siena in the quarterfinal round 7256. Team, another year finishing above 500 in league play, over 500 as well overall. And obviously not the way that their season wanted to end, but when you look at the glass half full type thing, not many teams get to end their season with a win. And at least they get to go out one more time with smiles on our faces despite uh, some trying circumstances. You're right. And, you know, as you're, as you're segueing into that, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking back to that, to that game and that moment. And, uh, it's it's funny we were um, Zach Dayton and I in particular were in the midst of of sorting through all the 
changes that were happening on the fly. And I actually didn't get to see a lot of the game to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, but really proud of, <clears throat> of our team and, and uh, how they kind of peaked at the right time, if you will, towards the end of the regular season and, and really um, they did a great job in that first game. And I, I you know, I just, I smile because there's, there is an aspect to that that's, that's good and how they ended their season on a positive note at the same time, you know, it was, it was tough for them. And, uh, you know, I sat in the, in their, their hotel uh, banquet space after the game to, to help deliver the news that they, the tournament had been canceled and it was really tough for them. And because they, they were so focused and, uh, and really intent on uh, trying to take this thing as far as they could, but, but you're right. Uh, it, within its own, on its own face value, a great finish for them, and hopefully uh, a sign of things to come and, and what they uh, what they can do next year and carry over to. Well, of course, Lou Lopez Senegal outstanding all year long. She's named the first team All League. Kitty Armstrong also garnering All League accolades with the second team honor. Another team as well that were really in the midst of a strong start in fact right around the halfway point of their season was Fairfield men's lacrosse I mean if there's something to kind of smile about you're talking about how the team for women's basketball you know were peaking at the right time but the men's lacrosse team fun is the way to describe that season especially because that was an offensive juggernaut I was talking to uh, I was checking in with with coach Bax on a, a zoom call yesterday and and we were talking about just that and and you know, I think for all of our coaches, it was it was, and all of our athletes, an adjustment. I think it, with his perspective, a little bit different because he was halfway through his first season, and and you could see the lights going on for them. You know that he he and his staff had worked incredibly hard on on their their cultural development and their team chemistry and, and their dynamic, and and you could absolutely see that that transitioning and progressing in an incredibly positive way and they were just about through the non-conference and playing really well and they were you know on pace particularly offensively to uh, to set some records and you know we're doing some great things so um, I think it's a, a good uh, lens into the future for that program I, I really feel very good about it and confident about it with the leadership they have with coach Baxter and their staff and and uh, you know some some of those players who really displayed the ability to uh, um, to compete really well, and and how we started to compete uh, much more so as a team and as a unified uh, group. So um, a lot of things to really look forward to, um, and I think you'll see that that progression definitely translate uh, really well. So really excited about what what's what's ahead for them. No question about it. Oh, you're talking about you know some of those numbers that they were set to beat, and one of those numbers uh, comes in the form of Dylan Beckwith, who just he was lighting the lamp in every aspect of the game. 42 points in seven games, and he became the ninth Fairfield men's lacrosse player to garner an All-American honoree as he was named by Inside Lacrosse as an honorable mention All-American. And you know, you talk about players that are peaking at the right time, and he really grasped that senior leadership mentality. And he let his play on the field do the talking. Yeah, really proud of Dylan and 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 how he's progressed. I mean, incredibly talented individual, and and uh, to see him, you know, along with his teammates, adjust to uh, his role within the new 
framework that Coach Bax and his staff were trying to implement. And, and it's starting to blossom and starting to completely embrace that and feeding off of it. So um, really excited to have Dylan back. Clearly, um, we're blessed to, to have him and, and some other key players back. And so, re- again, the, the world is his oyster and their oyster in terms of, I think, what we can do in the next couple of years. Absolutely. So very recently, the NCAA Division One Council uh, did sit down to vote on what would be kind of the future for spring sports athletes. And uh, the vote was given and uh, spring sport athletes are going to be granted another year of eligibility. uh, If they were to exhaust, if seniors were able to exhaust it this year, they get it back. um, And it would kind of go the same for everybody else. Just getting this year back, the clock stops, if you will. But uh, take us through that a little bit because a lot of things happened in that short space of time, but it seemed like the NCAA got it perfectly. I think so. I think, you know, I'm, I, I'm fortunate to be part of that leadership group at, at this time and represent the Mac in that regard. So certainly had a, a front row seat to it. And, you know, what, what the public sees is, is, uh, is, is one thing, what happens behind the scenes, you know, is, is, is a lot more than that. I, I do think without getting too technical about it, I think the immediate response was, was good in terms of, uh, giving some reassurance to those spring sport athletes and, and their coaches that, you know, that we, we, as a, as an NCAA, as a council recognize how serious this was in terms of, and, and recognize the meaningful nature of, of what it means to have uh, your season um, or part of your season taken away from you um, through no fault of your own. And so the initial announcement that came out said, you know, essentially alluded to that. And then we had to do some deliberating as a council to figure out what the, the permutations of that were, I, I think we got it right. I think there was a, a very clear um, philosophical uh, values-based decision that this was the right thing to do for those athletes in that situation, um, you know, with some nuance to that in, in particular for this crop of seniors. And then at the same time, you know, creating some flexibilities given the uncertainty of what's happening with campuses and within higher ed and and a lot of the things that that presidents and campus leaders are wrestling with in terms of the vast impact of of the coronavirus and the shutdown and the transitions we're all going through giving institutions some flexibility within that framework to handle it um in a way that that they see best fit um to do so and so i think we got it right you know there's there's still some things that that campuses are working through to um, have achieved the best outcomes. And, you know, in our case, where coaches are talking to our crop of seniors about, you know, what's in their best interests. Um, some fully intend to come back and want to come back. Some are, are thinking about moving on and getting jobs. And, um, and so we're, we're trying to achieve the best outcomes for Fairfield and our student athletes. But uh, overall, I, it, was a, it was a very substantive conversation and, deliberation on on how to get this uh get this put forth in the correct manner and i think we succeeded so yeah absolutely and it was it's not so much of how well it was put together but i think just the timeliness it you know we things were shut down it was what the thursday the second week of the month of march and this was cleared up by the end of it so end of march so i think it was really well done all the way around yeah, a couple more things that we want to get to on this episode, and we were talking earlier about how we're trying to stay connected, and you know, since we don't have a 
month and a half left of athletics for the rest of the 2019-2020 calendar year. That doesn't mean that Fairfield Athletics aren't going to be bringing you some key content. Uh, They've already done some really cool things. First off, there's a senior day that's going on for our spring sports, and it's something that you can do right now. You follow our social channels, whether that be Twitter, Instagram. Uh, all the teams are going to be honoring what would be their senior class of this year. And I think the coaches have done a really nice job at putting this together and giving this class their, their true due, even if they didn't get to celebrate the way that they're hoping. I think so. We, you know, we started last weekend with women's across and, and we're working, starting to work our way through those, as you alluded to. And it's, it's really important uh, again for, for what seemed like obvious reasons, but um, I think it's, it's in part to, to try and have some sense of, of sequence and closure and normalcy to um, what was expected out of a season. I think it's, it's really good from a student-athlete engagement standpoint. Um, you know, senior days are also really important to, to parents as well uh, because they've, they've put so much into supporting, you know, their sons and daughters in these ventures. So um, you know, it's multifaceted. I think it's really important and, and credit our external team and their creativity for, for what we're doing in that space um, and our coaches for, for really buying into um, trying to do something special for that, for that cohort of seniors and, uh, and for us to really share with them and acknowledge, you know, how important their contributions have been, whether or not we get to do that, you know, in person and, and give them all a hug. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do it in a meaningful way or as, as meaningful as we can, given the circumstances. You'll definitely stay tuned to all of our social media channels as we go forward. Uh, Paul mentioned women's lacrosse has already done their senior day. Tennis is currently up and running as we speak right now and, and more to come. And you talk about what the external team is doing right now for Fairfield Athletics. Well, we're going to be unloading just a litany of content over the next couple of weeks. Podcasts are going to be coming out. You and I might have a couple more platforms that we have to uh, sit through on a daily basis. So I'm looking forward to that. Whatever we need to do, I'm game. Let's there do you it. We're going to talk to some of the coaches, some of the student athletes, see what's going on. So make sure to stay tuned as we roll that out. And also follow the Stags Sports Network on Twitter at Stag Sports Net. And one of the things that they've already been doing, and one of my personal favorites, is the Stag Sports Network Rewind. So giving you the opportunity to watch some old games, highlights of games from the past, and a couple of you know, unique features as well. They went deep into the vault. They brought back Stag's Country, which I thought that was absolutely brilliant to do. A couple of features. That I'm curious for you, Paul, out of what's been rolled out thus far, do you have a personal favorite game um, or highlight reel that was put out? I'm not going to go there with picking a favorite. I, I, I honestly, have, it's, it's funny because there's been the, the conversations I had with, uh, with Zach Dayton and his, you know, he was a little worried about us having enough content to put out there. I, it, it almost seems like there's, there's more than we had before in some ways. They're doing an incredible job with it. Um, it's great to see some of the highlights of our, of our year. And, uh, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, if you're looking at, you know, plus side or silver linings of, of the situation we're in. It's, it's a great opportunity to reflect on a lot of the great moments of the year that sometimes just come and go and we don't, and we move on. It's the nature of our business. We kind of, we have one benchmark or one success point and we just move on to the next and, and look at what's ahead of us. It's a good way to reflect and, uh, 
and see uh, some of the great accomplishments of all our student athletes. So that's been really fun for me and kind of reflective at the same way. So it, it's, it's been good to go through all that content. Well, maybe perhaps in a future podcast, you and I are going to debate on some of your favorites. I got to get at least one out of you at right. some point. Of, uh, we can do that. We can yeah. do that. There you go. Um, and again, just stay tuned on our social media channels for more content to come across all sports as we head into the back end of spring and into the summer months. And I think that's going to do it here for this episode. Again, a uh, couple of thrills and spills in our uh, debut episode of uh, from the director's chair at home edition. But Paul, to you and your family, stay safe, you know, enjoy the time together and hopefully uh, get to see you in person real soon. Thanks, JJ. And uh, if I could just say, uh, you know, we're headed into to Easter weekend. And uh, so I, I hope everybody uh, can take some time to to enjoy that as best they can with their families and loved ones. And uh, we certainly hope, um, in particular, our Stags family um, is staying safe and staying healthy. And then, uh, and God bless everyone as we try and work through this. And, uh, you know, get through in a positive way to the other side. So thanks for your time and thanks for everybody's time. We appreciate it. Definitely. Well, thank you again for watching this episode of From the Director's Chair. For everyone, I'm JJ Duke signing off. Till then, go Stags. Thanks for listening to From the Director's Chair podcast. To listen to past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com and be sure to follow the Stag Sports Network on Twitter.